Welcome to another edition of the Go Knowles podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Today is February 22nd, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, First segment is entitled Fight Night Wilder versus Fury. Who do you have? Um, I said this in an earlier um, episode. Fury is the better boxer. Wilder is the better fighter. Um... I really don't care who wins. Um, I just want to see a big time heavyweight matchup. Joshua, Anthony Joshua, and whomever. Wild, preferably Wilder. But um, Joshua had to go and get knocked out by Ruiz. Uh, and that kind of took some luster off the Wilder uh, Joshua matchup. Um, but, um, Fury, um, he, he presented some problems for, um, for Wilder. Now, when, when Wilder knocked him out, I think he got a stand in 20 count and that's how he was able to come back and make that fight a draw. But, um, I mean, Tyson Fury is the more technical fighter. And Wilder throws bombs. I mean, that's pretty much it. This isn't going to be like a scientific, you know, the the sweet science of boxing type of fight. This is going to be, you know, Wilder's going to try to knock this guy out. And, um, you know, it is what it is, man. Um... I'll be at work, so I won't get to watch it. So I'll just watch the, uh, I'll record it and I'll watch it, watch over the highlights and just skim through it. And, um, you know, that's pretty much it. So, um, let me know what you think about this fight. Um, let me know who you think is going to win. I'm picking, I really don't care who wins, but I'm picking Wilder. I think he's ready. He's ready for that big money matchup against Joshua. And I hope Joshua stops ducking him. So we'll see what happens. So let me know what you think about that segment. Um, Next segment is entitled Travis Minor. Overrated or underrated? Now, when Travis Minor uh, came to Florida State, um, he, I think he went to the same high school as Warwick Dunn and uh, no he broke all of Warwick Dunn is from New Orleans Travis Minor is from Baton Rouge I think let's see here no he is from New Orleans okay uh, Travis Minor is from New Orleans also alright but um, it says he attended Catholic High in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, 
won varsity letters in football and track. Um, he finished with he finished his high school career with 4,706 rushing yards and 52 touchdowns, 62 receptions for 1,344 yards and 20 touchdowns. He was named USA Today Offensive Player of the Year and Gatorade National Player of the Year. So this guy was celebrated coming to Florida State. He was one of the top players in the country. And uh, he started 33 of 43 games. Um, He went for 3,218 yards and 28 touchdowns on 664 attempts. And also catching 106 passes for 831 yards. Um, see this guy, I mean, I'm trying to think when he got there. Um, let's see. I can't remember if Ward Dunn was still there when he got there. Right, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying at the top of this segment. I'm sitting here reading it. Warwick Dunn and Travis Minor went to the same high school. And um, I think uh, Travis Minor broke all of Warwick Dunn's uh, rushing records. So, yeah, I I heard somebody on TV say that before. Um, He is number four all time. Dalvin Cook is number one, then Warwick Dunn, then Greg Allen, and then Travis Minor. Um, he, um, man, I thought when this dude, well, he, he was really fast. I remember, I don't remember what game, but I want to say he caught a screen pass and he just, I mean, he just took off, man, and just left everybody in the dust. Um, his pro career, he was drafted, um, in the third round, 85th overall, um, by the Miami Dolphins. Um, he stayed with the Dolphins for five years. All right. And, uh, then in 07, 08, he played for the Rams and then he got cut by the Rams and that was pretty much the end of his pro career. He didn't really do anything of anything of significance um, in the NFL. I mean, career yardage is one thousand two thirty for eight touchdowns in seven seasons. So, um, but as far as his Florida State stuff, man, he was ACC Rookie of the Year in nineteen ninety seven. He uh, was first team All ACC in nineteen ninety nine. He was on the ninety nine national championship team. And then he made second team all ACC in 2000. And, you know, he you look at the guys that's in front of him as far as all time rushing. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, man. You you know, you got two. You got two of the um, Dwarf Dunn has almost 11,000 career rushing yards in the NFL. And uh, Dalvin Cook is off to a great start in his NFL career and Greg Allen ran a 428 428 so hey man 
like I said, this guy isn't celebrated enough. He helped Florida State win a national championship. Um, you know, one of my favorite players. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is entitled. Um, why do athletes with tons of talent love the streets? And <clears throat> without saying any names, my senior year in high school, I played with a guy. And I'm I'm just going to – and I don't know if anybody in my hometown listens to this podcast, but if you do, you probably – and you went to high school with me, you probably going to know who I'm talking about. This guy that I'm talking about is was one of the most talented football players that I've ever seen in my life. All right. And he played running back. All right. I mean, he was pretty fast, but I mean, he could cut on a crumb and just leave players just, I mean, gasping for air. I mean, um, I remember our 10th grade year. Um, they had the they had the JV team scrimmaging against the uh, varsity team, and this guy was so good. The coach just threw him in there with the first team offense on varsity, and this dude, I mean, he was making everybody look stupid. We had a really um, prima donna receiver on our team that was like all world and they got into it and I was like man look at this kid this kid is (laughs) getting into it with the with a with a potential USA Today All-American and he just he I I mean I just love that I told y'all before I love bravado I like people that just what's up let's let's get it in let's fight and this was that dude was this tight man I was just like that was 10th grade year. Then we got our senior. He didn't play our junior year for whatever reason. Then our senior year, he came back. And he was just boom, boom, boom. He was killing. And then he got in trouble. Streets. Then he had to sit out. He couldn't play. And we made it all the way to the state championship. And we didn't know if this guy was going to play or not. And it was just hovering over the team. And they let him play. I believe they did let him play. I'm not sure. It was, we talking <laughs> 23, 25 years ago, man. And, you know, it was another kid. And I don't know if I said this on another show, another uh, episode, but it was a kid that was 6'5", 180. I mean, just the God blessed him with that size, man. And he, he, you know, he could have been Moss before Moss. I think I did say something about this on another show. But 10th grade year again, man. Streets got him. Just It just, God blesses certain people with certain talents. And they don't take advantage of those talents. And he never blessed me. I was fast a little bit. I ran a 4.47 in the 40. But I don't have the height. If I was, I'm convinced, if I was six foot or higher, 
I've been I would have made it to the league because the speed was there. So um, I would at least got a look. I'm convinced of that. But I wasn't in the streets. I was in the video games and girls. That was my thing in high school. So anyway, let me know what you think about that segment, man. Um, moving on to the next segment. Segment. Why do I love video games? In particular, sports video games. I grew up playing Tecmo Bowl. So that should tell you how old I am. I mean, Walter Payton was the the guy. Okay, everybody wanted to play with the Bears. Then Tecmo Super Bowl. Tecmo Bowl was the game before Madden. Madden, to me, really didn't become Madden until the late 90s. That's what I want to say. I want to say the real first Madden that really took off was the one on uh, PlayStation 2 when you could play online. And I want to say that Marshall Falk was on the cover. And I know there's plenty of guys out there that was playing Madden when it first came out. I really didn't become a Madden guy until, I want to say, when Marshall Falk was on the cover. I had played it on Sega Genesis. I had played it on uh, Super Nintendo. But I really wasn't a a diehard Madden fan until the one uh, Marshall Falk was on the cover. And then, um, you know, I was always into college football which started off as Bill Walsh football then it morphed into NCAA that was the game that I was on because you had more teams you could create your team um that's what I was into I, I didn't really get into Madden until 1999 um I like role-playing games um it was this game on PS4 called Infamous Second Son one of my favorite games all time um just I'm a big time Mario Brothers fan um so video games was an escape it was a stress reliever and um it's really helped me out my whole life so um if you like video games tell me what games you like what what does it what do video games do for you is it therapy is it just something you do for fun is it an escape from reality for a couple of hours let me know what you do As far as uh, your experience with video games. All right. Last segment. Let's take another look at the defensive line. All right. We know who the starters are. Kando, Robinson, Wilson, Durden. I think everybody knows that they, if if healthy, if they can stay healthy for 12, 13 games, we're going to be in good shape. Uh, Your backups. I think your backups the hybrids, those outside linebackers, they're going to have to step up big time, man. Chapman, Fuller, Ray, McClendon, Watson, all them guys going to have to step up and contribute this year. Um, defensive tackles, True Thompson, Jared Jackson, Robert Cooper, he's going to rotate. He's going to be first team. He's going to figure in heavily on the first team defensive line. Um, but – Cooper, Jackson, True Thompson, um, I can't really think of anybody else right now. Josh Griffiths, he's a defensive end. I think he's going to play a lot as a true freshman. And we'll just see what happens, man. I I think the, um, I think you got a lot of depth everywhere, um, 
on the defensive line. So, man, we'll just see what happens. Um, you know, I'm expecting this team to, to make a jump. I'm not saying undefeated, but at least eight or nine wins is not out of the question. So, and I think the defensive line is going to lead the way. Uh, but we need to get a second and third team rotation going. I don't want the first team to try to play the whole game because they play. It's just like it would be just like last season. Play great the first half, and then they're dead the second half. So hopefully the defensive coordinator and the head coach can figure out, you know, a third, second team and third team, and we'll be all right. Um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please scroll down to the description. Click on one of the links. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, I want to thank everyone who listens to this podcast on a daily basis. I really do appreciate it. I really love and appreciate your support. Um, and as always, go Knowles. <laughs>